Thank you, Ben. And this is Uncle Tony. And this is the Courage to Hope show. And tonight we have two guests. We have Cassandra Eamon and Patrick Barry. Did I say that right? That's not Cassandra? Yes, you did. Okay. Thank you. And what caught my attention to these two was there was an article in the Patriot Ledger a while back. Weymouth Drop-In Center brings addiction resources together. And I'm going to ask Cassandra to to explain to us how this all came about and how it's funded and um, and some some type of a survey that you did or something that is this a national program too? Yes, it is. So this is a national study. It's called the HEAL study. Um, so HEAL stands for Helping to End Addiction Long Term. Um, so it's rolled across four states: uh, Massachusetts being one, New York, Kentucky, and Ohio. Um, so Weymouth was one of the communities in Massachusetts that was hit the hardest by the opioid epidemic. Um, so when the when the study started, um, we went around and looked for the gaps in the in the community and what we could do to fill in the gaps. Um, we noticed that there was a recovery center in Quincy and in Boston, but there wasn't anything directly in Weymouth. Um, and apart from a recovery center, we wanted to do something for people that are still that aren't ready to um, to go into treatment or they, to get harm reduction supplies. Um, so we want to meet them where they're at. And this is what the drop-in center is all about. I see. And, and how, how long has the drop-in center been open? Um, so it just opened at the end of March. Uh, March 20th is when they had the ribbon cutting ceremony. Okay. And how did you, let's go back a little bit. How did you get involved with this program? Um, so I got involved in this program um, through a friend of mine um, in the Plymouth area. Um, her name is Marielle. Um, she knew that this work was very close to my heart. Um, I lost my brother in 2020, and he worked um, down at Gosnold helping a ton of people. Um, so I wanted to continue his work. Oh, he actually worked at Gosnold as a... He uh, did, yes. Was he a therapist or a counselor? No. Uh, no, so he worked um, in admissions in the beginning, and then after he uh, moved to sober living down in Falmouth and was the house manager of um, sober living. Okay. Um, sorry to hear about that. Um, <clears throat> and Barry, um, so I'll call you Patrick. You could, could do it both ways here, I guess. Yeah, that's so, fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Patrick, so what is your job at the at – the, um, Drop-in center. How does what are your involvement? So my job at the drop-in center at Impact Weymouth, I'm the program manager. So um, at this point right now, um, my responsibilities were basically to get the place up and running. So I was ordering supplies, furniture. I reset the uh, office. I guess you could say to my liking. Um, the way I saw it, I didn't really. I tried to make this place as like homey and cozy as I could. So I'm trying to make it as well, but as welcoming to someone that's, you know, struggling with something in life for the day. We try to focus on people that are struggling with um, substance use disorder. Um, but my doors are really open to anyone, honestly. It's kind of like a grassroots program, if you want to call it like that. Yeah. There's a lot of different kind of programs and groups that I want to have here. But um. Yeah, it's kind of like we're just really up and coming right now. So, yeah, how does how does somebody find out about this place? Because I mean, usually the type of people that have problems aren't reading newspapers. 
Right. So, that's true. so it's, it's, I know it's. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, and yeah. Patrick can get into this too, but um, so they do have an outreach team. Um, so there are people that go out into the community of Weymouth and go into the encampments of um, with people that are, that are using drugs there. So we try to go to people that we know that could mo benefit most from this. Um, and also we just printed like flyers. Um, we're going to be having a presence at, um, at a health fair coming up. So we're going to try to reach out to people, um, in the next coming months and uh, next coming weeks and months. Do you have any, uh, are there some that have coming in now that have discovered it and you, do you have people now already starting to show up? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I would say since end of March, beginning of April, we've had probably around 20 encounters with people. Um, I have successfully helped an individual get uh, sober living rental assistance. So that was probably, I can say my first success story. Um, currently working on with an individual and his family to get housing assistance. Um, it was kind of slow in the beginning, but at this point right now, I can say we're seeing and interacting with at least two people a day. And, you know, in my opinion, for a program like this, that's only been around for a couple months. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah. just from the, I think just in my, just from what I can see from the small that I'm able to offer right now, um, it's just a really good sign in the community. The yeah. word will get out there. Um, it's a slow but steady pace, but I know for a fact once the word gets out there and the community definitely sees work and we're gonna what we can provide, they're definitely gonna take a liking and really like this place. So I wanted to tell you um, about the new groups that are going to be going on at Impact Weymouth as well. Um, so there are going to be groups on MOUD, which stands for Medication for Opioid Use Disorder. Um, so these are groups for people that are on MOUD, so that are on methadone, Suboxone, Vivitrol, whatever it is that they're on. So these are groups that um, will be supportive for them, for an environment with other like-minded people that are on the same, that are on MOUD and that can relate. Um, so we're really excited to get those uh, groups up and running. We're also thinking about incorporating things such as like yoga and meditation, Reiki into the drop-in center because we know that it can be a whole mind, body, spirit process. So we're really excited about to get those up and running. Well, I think meditation and Reiki are definitely a, a very important part of it because um, uh, I, know, I know a woman from Norwell who does Reiki and she... Um, uh, has had a few uh, people at her clinic and they had addiction issues and it's, it seems to be helping. Yes. Uh, that's very, very important. Yes. Know? So uh, Patrick, do you have fentanyl strips and things like that so that you can tell people whether their drugs are dangerous or not? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, we have, I can say, I can definitely say we have like an unlimited supply of fentanyl test strips and Narcan here. Um, whatever I have, if I ever run out, I can definitely get a supply if needed. Um, besides fentanyl test strips, I have a decent amount of harm reduction supplies here. Besides that, um, toiletries, food access, portable phone chargers, I have a wide variety of supplies for someone that 
is struggling with, you know, homelessness, substance abuse, all that. So when you say you have had, trips, when you say you've had 20 people come, how many of them were home homeless out of the 20 that showed up? I would say probably around 30%. Okay. And again, they found out from a, some sort of a, an announcement, some sort of a, a thing you put on a tree somewhere or <laughs> wherever <laughs> you did it. So you know. right now, um, for social media, we're working on a website, but currently we just have a Facebook page. Um, you can find us at Impact Weymouth and also an Instagram page. But besides that, most of the word we've been getting out to the community has been through um, mobile, I guess you could say mobile outreach. Um, we work with United um, United Communities, which is David Pringle and Paloma Fernandez. Um, they do a really good job at the mobile outreach part, um, working with Impact Weymouth. Um, Father Bill's outreach team as well. We work together with them. They do a fantastic job. And Mana Community Health Center, um, which is where I came from. I used to be a prevention specialist there. They have a fantastic outreach team there as well. So there's a lot of different services that work together when it comes to trying to help people that are uh, living outside. So it's a really passionate. I'm real. That's the part of the job I'm extremely passionate about. So yeah, this Sandra. is a whole collaboration. So this drop-in center was really wanted by the coalition in Weymouth. So partners from all over, partners from South Shore, from Manit, um, from Bay State from just the community really found, really wanted the need for this drop-in center. So this drop-in center is a doors open place for people from the Bridge Clinic, from, from Manit, from Bay State, from really anybody to go there. You can link for telemedicine, you can go for any type of referrals. Um, so re we're really excited um, to get the word out about this. So it doesn't matter if you don't live in Weymouth, you can live anywhere is what you're saying. Correct. That's That's what I wanted to know. So, so Patrick, um, where did you get uh, your interest from to be part of this? So my interest in this is, I would say, absolutely personal. Um, a year and a half ago to two years ago, I didn't see myself in this career at all. Um, I'm four and a half years in recovery. So I lost my mother and my father, uh, my mother in 2012, my father in 2015. And from there and probably till 2018, I you know, was on and run with drugs and alcohol. I ended up getting sober. But when I was sober, I was struggling to, you know, find my my place in life, what I wanted to do. I had jobs, but I always wanted a career. But I didn't know what it was. I think, thankfully, that I have my mother and my father with me. They guided me to this career. My lovely fiance has a person in her life that knew about the man at health, the man at community job, the prevention specialist and thought it was perfect for me. And I can say ever since I've been there and had this job, every day that I come to work, I'm not working. I'm able to help someone that I can say that I've I've been there. I have been there mentally. And there's no better feeling, I think, daily when I'm able to help someone. So this yeah. this this center right here, this drop in center, personally is just really does mean a lot to me. It does. I can, I can see that. Now is this on where your parents, did they die of other things other than addiction issues? 
So both my mother and my father, before they had me in the early 90s, they were both struggled with addiction as well. So I kind of growing up, it was it was told to me, it was, you know, kind of thrown to me a little bit, the struggles they had. Every every person that walks through that door, I I, I just really have a care for, you know, like you're taking it personal. I do. I, I can honestly yeah, say that right. of all the stuff that I've been through in life, even if it's bad it's coming out in a good way because I'm able to relate it to the people that I could, I want to help. So that's, that's good. I mean, you are the ideal person for the job. If you were somebody that was, uh, didn't have an emotional or attachment to it, you wouldn't be as enthusiastic as you are to be able to help people. I think that's really essential that you're, you're giving back, you know, and you're staying sober. That's the other big part of it. As long as you're staying sober. That's right. You know, everything works. What are the hours? So the hours, a little funky, in my opinion, you know, this I was the ones that made them. But um, so we have Mondays and Wednesdays are 12 to 6, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1 to 7. So those are what we want to call like our late days, late hours. We're open an hour, hour later. And then Fridays are 9 to 5, which are regular, I guess you want to say business hours. So. And you're not, you're not open on the weekends? Right now we're not, no. Okay. Are you the sole operator? Nope. So right now I'm the program manager. So the um, individuals I work with, I guess I say a lot would be, um, her name is Sarah Galt. She is a recovery coach with Bay State and she works with with, uh, the Bridge Recovery Center. I work also with Sarah Lariano and Sarah Anastasio. They work with Manic Community Health Center as well. And they work, I guess, together, Cassie, Cassie can explain this more if she wants, but they work together with the Heal Coalition, kind of coincide. Um, and just a few, how can I say this? There's a lot of coincide in this drop-in center. A lot of people are involved. Um, I mentioned them before. United Communities, David Pringle is here once a week, and his mobile outreach team is here to offer any services anyone might need in the community as well. Um yeah, there is a lot. There is a, a when I joined this Heal Coalition, in a way, it was I was overwhelmed in a good way with the amount of involvement in the community. Once a month, there's mm-hmm. probably around sixty to eighty individuals that are more than willing to offer any assistance that you know anyone in the community needs, and it's fantastic. You you both years keep mentioning different organizations. Um. What's manic? Manic is that how you saying it? Manic health. It's um manet M A N E T. Okay, and what is what is that? So Manet Community Health Center um is in based in Quincy. Um, they have a few locations. They have one in Taunton. They have in a few locations in Quincy, House Neck, Snug Harbor. Um, their main location one ten West uh West Quantum Street in North Quincy. Um, they're a community health center that. You know, I came from there. That was, I can say they gave me my, my start in this career. I would not be here without, um, I can shout out Kim Kroger and Jamie Sprague. Um, they gave me this start in this career and I'm thankful for them every day for um, for what they were able to provide for me. So um, okay. they provide, so they have the mobile outreach team that we work coincide with and they also have a safe syringe program that provides um, harbor reduction supplies like myself, but they also have access to clean syringes for anyone that um, is an injection user of um, 
anything. So, so Manic Community Health Center is a nonprofit dedicated to providing preventative, primary, and non-emergent urgent care to all, regardless of their financial circumstances or health insurance coverage status. They've been serving the community since 1979, and they have three locations, one in Quincy, Hull, and Taunton. Um, they opened their community outreach and prevention service office in 2020, and in 2021, the health center opened a new practice site in Attleboro, and they are a primary affiliation with the Boston Medical Center Health System. That's very good. <clears throat> now we know the rest of the story, as you would say. And where, where Brianna Keating is, the woman who actually did the article, what is the name of the company she works for? So Brianna Keating is with Bay State and based, so Impact Weymouth is a, a Bay State organization. So Bay when, State you, when you say, what is, what is Bay State? What is that company? So Bay State is, I guess, my, you can say my employer. So they're a program part, of Bay State. Yes. There you go. Yeah. That basically explains it. <laughs> okay. And um, are they, are they the ones that provide the financing for the, for the whole show? So the HEAL study is the one that funded that funded Impact Weymouth, but Bay State is the organization that is the, fi the fiscal agent. So once HEAL is gone, so the HEAL study is only um, a year in Weymouth. So they're over, so it's over in December 31st of 2023. So once HEAL is out of Weymouth, this, this drop-in center is meant to be sustainable and Bay State will sustain it. I see. Okay. And when you say the HEAL program and that, that study from the four states, did each state put in a certain amount of money to make this happen? So it was funded by NIH, the National Institute of Health, um, primarily NIDA, which is the National Institute on Drug Abuse. So Massachusetts was awarded $350 million for um, the opioid epidemic to reduce the opioid epidemics by 40%. And who decides how to spend that money? So Boston Medical Center is the one that um, is the research, they're the research study. So Boston Medical Center is the one that um, decides. I see. <clears throat> I'm wondering, you know, like a lot of the situation we have with the, with the people who are addicted right now is coming from emergency rooms and hospitals. Right. I wonder if Boston Medical Center has changed their whole method of distributing opioids. You know, it, it, seeing that, that what's happening on the other side. Yes, definitely. I would say Boston Medical Center is a huge harm reduction focused um, medical organization. Um, and when I had said that Boston Medical was the one that decides the funds, I really mean that. Boston Medical Center is the organization that is in charge of the HEAL money, but the Weymouth Coalition is the one that decides on what Weymouth needs in the area. So that is what we're really um, proud about. And something I also wanted to mention on top of Impact Weymouth that HEAL has started is something called Weymouth Connect. It's a new transportation service for people with opioid use disorder. So it's a free ride service for people that need to get to any group, any medication appointment, a pharmacy, um, anything related to um, medication or opioid use disorder. 
and you're focusing on opioid use disorder as opposed to alcoholism. Correct. Or, or, so know. this study, the goal of this study is to reduce opioid deaths by 40%. So with this, we can we are only focusing on opioids. Which is originally how the worst part of this thing started back in 1995. Correct. Okay. Correct. So what did I not ask you? that you'd like to let the, the listeners know. Uh, that's Throw that out to either one of us. So another thing that Impact Weymouth is going to be bringing to the community is something called Photo Voice. So Photo Voice is a participa participatory research, research methodology that engages community members in research using photography and discussion. So what happens, how this works, is we're going to identify a community issue to investigate. So something could be stigma against medications for opioid use disorder. We see that we see that being a huge problem, not only in Weymouth, but across the whole state. You know, some people are judged for being on methadone or being on Suboxone, but that is how they are able to stay clean um, and be able to get to work and live their life. So we pick a specific community issue and we we interview them and take pictures and we're really excited to bring this to Weymouth. Um, this will be happening at Impact Weymouth at the end of, towards the end of May. Um, and it is going to be focused on people with lived experience. That sounds interesting. So you, um, but you're saying with photos, so, so can you elaborate a little more about how that actually works? Yeah, so it's a photo voice is a creative way to collect valuable evidence on issues impacting the community. So it provides opportunity for mutual learning and sharing of perspectives with an objective to create change. The photographs and the text discussion surrounding them, they're engaging their real-time data sources that can be leveraged to influence decision makers. So we are hoping to have these pictures and the text that go with them eventually um, posted at different events over the community to get the word out about whatever we are going to be speaking about. Okay. So um, let's go back to, uh, is there a phone number that's sent like, we, we have an older audience at, at, on our show, our station. So we, let's say a grandmother or a mother is listening to right now and they want to get their son or daughter involved. Uh, is there a phone number to call or do we just show up at the door? Or what's yeah, the process? So I, I, can, I can give you a couple numbers. So the office phone number for Impact Weymouth is 857-358-8973. I always put this out there. My work cell phone number is 857-358-8971. So can you repeat to... both those numbers again Absolutely. now that they finally got a pen and a paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the office phone number here at Impact Weymouth is 857-358-8973. Or if you prefer my work cell, that is 857 857- Three five eight eight nine seven one. Thank you. And the address? And the address is two ten Winter Street in Weymouth, and it's Suite one hundred one. And the easiest instructions for where I am would be the bottom entrance, the first door on the right that says Bay State Community Services. That's what it says on the sign. Yep. Okay. It has impact Weymouth signs on there, but the official, you know, what an office, the little lettering thing says Bay State 
community services on it. So that's where I am. Did you have any problem with neighbors or anyone? No, not, not yet. Want this, you to open? No, this they, building they, has been absolutely welcoming and friendly. Um, honestly, my experiences since I've been here have been awesome. So, and I think something that would say that would tell that is the people that are on the coalition. So we have people from the health department on the coalition. We have people from the police department on the coalition. So we have people that really wanted this drop-in center to happen that weren't going to let any pushback happen. Well, that's good. That's key. Again, it's, it's everybody's problem. It's not, you know, I I've been to a few of the um, vigils in Weymouth. And um, you could see it was very well attended. So this is definitely a good town to be in. And there's definitely been a problem in Weymouth over the past few years. So uh, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Thank you. So I want to thank both of you to uh, describe, you know, discussing this with us today. And that's uh, Patrick Barry and Cassandra Emmon. Am I, am I saying that right, Patrick? I, yes, yeah, absolutely. You guys, you guys have your names reversed here. One does it one way and one does it the other. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for I'm having just, us, Tony. And I really appreciate all that you do to get the word out in your son's memory. Um, thank you very much. and Thank you again, Tony. Okay, so you've been listening to Courage to Hope. And, and you can see that both these two young individuals are given hope and have courage to move forward. So you're fitting the fitting the bill for the name of our show. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. I'm very happy to have you today. Thank you, Tony.